0: Praise the Lord, everyone. Pastor Fields here, and once again, the Lord has allowed us to come together one more time. Another Wednesday Bible study, and I'm thanking God for it. He has kept us since last Wednesday to this Wednesday. What a mighty God we serve. Wanna give some of the saints time to come on in as we begin our Bible study. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we're so grateful for all that you do, how you have kept us, how you have kept your hand upon us, leading us and guiding us, instructing us, showing us, helping us. Lord, we're so grateful for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We ask that you would bless us now as we go into your word. Bless every home that connects with us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Lord bless you now. On last week, we started a lesson entitled The Quickening Power of the Word of God. And we had such a good time. I I could tell right then uh, before I can get through the lesson that I would have to do a part two. So here we are the quickening power of the Word of God. Uh, And we're gonna be talking about uh, the Word of God. Uh, This book uh, contains the Word of God. And we're gonna talk about it, a little bit about it, and uh, we'll see if we have to do a part three. We had such a wonderful time. Uh, Our anchor scripture uh, comes out of the book of Psalms 119. Uh, it is a piece of music that was written particularly, specifically about God's word. <clears throat> Listen to these words I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Hallelujah. I believe it was Job that says, I esteem God's word more than my necessary food uh, and tonight we're we're going to talk about the quickening power of the Word of God and, uh, and we're going to talk about the Bible uh, we're going to talk about the Bible uh, the Word of God so uh, it contains the scriptures uh, it is referred to by some as the Holy Writ of God, the Scriptures. And true, uh, as people of God, we believe the Bible to be the verbally inspired Word of God. It's not just a best-selling book. It's not just something with uh, uh, paper and letters. And uh, It is the Word of God. Uh, it is the verbally verbally inspired word of God without error, uh, without error in the original writings. And it is the supreme final authority in doctrine and practice. What are you saying, Fields? Well, uh, I'm saying that the word of God is infallible. Uh, there is no failure in it. Uh, there is no tarnishing of it the word of God, the word of God is infallible, it is impregnable. Um, There are many who take the word, uh, skeptics, even atheists, uh, those who really don't consider it to be God's word. They just consider it to be uh, a piece of literature, Uh, but it is God's infallible Word. Listen, there was an article uh, some time ago written uh, in Parade Magazine uh, by a gentleman by the name of Carl Sagan. Uh, and he was writing about his experience and uh, having cancer. And he said he didn't believe in an afterlife. You know, there are many people walking this earth today who don't believe in an afterlife. And when they read uh, certain parts of the Bible, they, they just wave it off. Um, And this is something that he wrote And I'm quoting Christians, Muslims, Jews and Hindus uh, Told me that they were praying for me And while I do not think that If there is a God His plan uh, for me will be altered by prayer I'm grateful uh, I am more grateful that I can say Than I can say, I'm sorry Uh, And uh, he studied astronomy It was a hobby of his. And um, he considered himself to be an authority on the cosmos. Uh, Yet all of his studying, all of his observation, uh, led him to feel that um, there was no reason to rely on a God. Perhaps a God didn't even exist. Uh, And so it led him to deny God. Uh, Deny him and not worship him. Uh, Listen to what Romans chapter one says, 18 and 20. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Hallelujah. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So even the atheists or those who do all of this studying and can't come to the conclusion that there must be a God. Hallelujah. They've come to the wrong conclusion. They'll even read the word of God and still come to the conclusion that there is no God. God and this is what Paul said the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all Uh, then he says because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath showed it unto them hallelujah and the invisible things of him from the creation of the world it's clearly seen so we learn from creation (laughs) that God exists yes we do uh and he has great power and according to what paul says god has revealed himself even more extensively when you think about all of these different species of animals hallelujah uh no big bang theory can do that when you think about the fact that each one of us has has different fingerprints uh no bang theory can do that uh so Let's, let's read Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Uh, so the writer of Hebrews is saying that uh, God, spoke his word through the prophets. Uh, Before there was a Bible, God spoke his word through the prophets. But his final and most complete revelation of himself uh, was in Jesus Christ. The word of God says, Paul wrote these words, Jesus is the invisible image of a visible God. Hallelujah. So uh, Jesus came and revealed what God was like. Uh, how God thinks, how he feels and acts. Jesus was the personification of God, a visible image of an invisible God. And God has preserved the record in the Bible. Hallelujah. This is the record. There are no lies in this book. It's all the truth and nothing but the truth. So the Bible uh, is the source for what we believe about God yeah about jesus christ about his humanity about his deity hallelujah this is where we learn all about about salvation about heaven about hell if you deny him you shall be damned if you receive him you shall be saved it's all in the book somebody somebody put it in the comment section it's all in the book so why should we trust the bible why should i trust the bible what evidence is there uh, of us to let it be the authoritative book the authoritative book that informs and controls our lives and those are all good questions i hear some folks talking back to us uh well um let's let's dig a little in this this is just language um, Bible comes from the Greek Biblos, which simply means book, Biblia. Uh, the word is the word Biblia or Bible is not used in the Bible, but uh, the Bible in itself is the unique word of God. let's put it that way. the unique word of God. the Bible is uniquely the Word of God. There are no two lines. I'm sorry, there are two lines of evidence concerning the Bible. Um, and let's say uh, it's external and internal, external and internal. Let's let's do the external evidence, uh, the continuity of the Bible, the flow of it. Uh, and listen to my notes. Uh, it was written by more than 40 people, over 40 authors about, and it, about 1600 years over about 1600 years ago. Uh, it's still one book. it's not a collection of books it's one fluent book different writers. The authors were listen uh, listen to the kinds of people that God used uh, kings, peasants, philosophers, fishermen, physician, a tax collector, statesman, scholars, poets, and farmers, all part of writing this book, the Holy Ghost used to write this book. It was written from various countries, Um, Italy, Greece, Babylon, Persia, Israel, Mm -hmm. and uh, all human authors that lived in different cultures. And had different experiences. They were different in character and personality. (laughs) They wrote in three languages. The Bible. Three languages. We know the Old Testament. is written in Hebrew. It was written also in Aramaic. Um, And the New Testament was written in Greek. But the Bible is not... uh, an anthology of books by different authors. Uh, It is an amazing continuity and unity from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, From Genesis to Revelation, there is a flow, there is a continuity. Uh, listen, Listen to my notes. Paradise is lost in Genesis. The paradise regained in Revelation. Whereas the gate to the tree of life is closed in Genesis. It is open forevermore in Revelation. Hallelujah. Um, I got that out of a book entitled Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Uh, It's a good book for you to read, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Uh, Listen, doctrine is progressively unfolded throughout the Bible. Salvation is hinted at in the book of Genesis, remember when they sinned in the garden and uh, the Lord didn't just kick him out but before he kicked them out he made provision. He killed an animal, put the animal, he put the skins upon them, blood was shed. Uh, so um, so also the promises of God uh, are shown to us and all of these pictures are given to us. Uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, But whatever was established in the Old Testament through types and shadows is accomplished in the Gospels in the New Testament. So it's accomplished in the Gospels, it's explained further and more deeply in the Epistles and brought to completion in the book of Revelation. That's beautiful. (laughs) I'm feeling God in this place uh, because we're just talking about the word. We're talking about this book, this Bible that contains the word of God. Don't don't treat this like anything, any other book. Hallelujah. In this uh, is the word of a living God. My word is spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All the books of the Bible. Um, and, and let's deal a little bit with the extent of revelation biblical revelation and we're talking about the ex, the external evidence uh, that this book is authoritative this is this is the real deal uh, and this is what we should govern our lives by because there is power there is quickening power in God's word it, it makes us alive it keeps us alive it preserves us the word of God so the extent of Uh, Biblical revelation is another area that we should talk about briefly because all the books of the Bible uh, were written in the early days of human knowledge when authors were not aware they were not aware of modern discoveries but when they wrote uh, or what they wrote I should say has never been contradicted by anything by later discovery right so you might you might fuss about, uh, people fuss about what's in the Bible, but when man made discoveries years later, uh, it confirmed what was already written in the Bible. Um, For instance, let's go to, um, I'm gonna take you to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah says, right? He says, it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretch out the heavens as a curtain, spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. My Lord. I want to read that again. 22nd verse. it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in my lord now i want to show you something here because uh isaiah is prophesying i gotta get back to my main notes here i had a I had a problem and I'll just, I'll explain it to you in a second, because Isaiah is saying. He is saying that God is sitting on the circle of the earth, the circle of the earth, the circle of the earth. Now, um, that was written about 2,800 years ago. Um, In the early, in the 1400s, Christopher Columbus, you know, uh, and all these smart folks, all of these people were saying that the earth is flat. Uh, The earth is flat. The earth is flat. All they had to do was go to the word of God and see uh, that the earth is not flat. The earth is a circle. Yeah. Um, The earth is a circle. How do we know? Because God sits on the circle of the earth. He made it. Hallelujah. We read one scripture earlier that said that um, he is the creator of all of the worlds, all of the planets, every planet um, that was created, all of creation is a creation of God. My Lord, I've lost my notes, but I'm I'm coming back to them. Um, just give me a second. My Lord. We're talking about the Word of God. It's quickening power of God's Word. And we're in the book of Psalms. Psalm 119, verse 107. And we're in part two of the quickening power of the word of God. Hallelujah. All right. Here we are. So um, another scripture I want to show you is in the book of Job. Job chapter 26, verse number seven says this. He stretcheth out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. That's beautiful. He's talking about my God. He spreads out the northern skies over uh, empty space. He suspends the earth over nothing. That was written over 4,000 years ago. It's all in the word of God. Who, Who showed Job that? the Holy Ghost. God showed it to him, told him to write it down. And listen, archaeology consistently produces evidence that supports biblical statements. Glory to God. Glory to God. So let's talk about the influence and publication of the Bible. No other book I have in my notes has been published in as many languages. It's still a bestseller. Hallelujah. There was a an atheist by the name of um, Voltaire, he's a Frenchman, uh, said that it would be obsolete within a 100 years from his time. He predicted that uh, the Bible that we read would would be obsolete, but this is God's word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word shall never pass away. The manuscript evidence. We're talking about external evidence that God's word... Uh, is true, and that is it is authoritative. When you compare it uh, to a few manuscripts of ancient writings that are in existence, uh, there are 13,000 manuscript copies of portions of the New Testament, some dating far uh, back as the second century. Uh, Another point I want to make is concerns unprejudiced the unprejudiced authority of the Bible. Um, because human human authorship, you hear people say, well, a bunch of men wrote it. How could it be the word of God? Because men, men wrote it, flesh and blood wrote it. Um, listen to my notes, human authorship has not resulted in prejudice in favor of man. The Bible records, listen, it records sins, Weaknesses of even the best characters in the Bible, right? Talk about Abraham, Moses, David, Peter. They all made mistakes. We all make mistakes. Hallelujah. But it also records lies and misconceptions uh, concerning Satan and men. You read that in the book of Job. Uh, It is a devastatingly honest record. That is consistent with our instinctive knowledge of human beings today. Mm -hmm. How how is the Bible able to describe the characteristics of of good and evil? Because it's inspired by the word. It's inspired, I should say, by the spirit of God. Um, The supreme character of the Bible. The Bible is a supernatural book child of God the Bible is a supernatural book that reveals what the person of the person and glory of God hallelujah as manifested in his son Jesus Christ if you've seen me you've seen my father hallelujah a person like Jesus Christ could never have been the invention of a mortal man hallelujah could never no man could conceive of God wrapping himself in flesh and walking among us. It, that revelation had to be given to us by God. Hallelujah. You shall have a son, but I've never known a man. You shall have a son and call his name Jesus. Hallelujah. So this is a supernatural book. My God. Contrast completely to Greek mythology where, uh, where their gods were magnifying images of themselves Those that wrote Greek mythology right, uh, Like Hermes and Zeus uh, They were just amplified or magnified images Of those who wrote those stories Hallelujah So uh, other books are inspired by man But this is inspired by God himself So now let's deal with the internal evidence. We just dealt with external. Let's deal with the internal. Uh, And for that, I've got to take you to 2 Timothy, 3 chapter 16th verse. All scripture, say it with me, all scripture. And those of you who are uh, being catechized, this this is something you've got to memorize. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, all scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, all scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. All scripture is given by inspiration of who? God, and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In the Greek, uh, where it says "inspired," uh, the word in the Greek is "theopnustos," Theapnustos, which means "God breathe." <sighs> Hallelujah! So when God wanted uh, that man to write, write what I say, <sighs> He breathed on him, and it came to him what to what to write down. God breathed. Scripture is God breathe. Hallelujah. What I read in this book is God breathed. Hallelujah. My God. Thank you. That's why when you read the word of God and and the word of God moves in such a way is because God is still breathing. Still breathing on you. Even in hard times, the word of God, he's still breathing. Gives you a word. Sends you a word. So scripture was breathed out by God. Inspiration doesn't refer so much uh, to authors, to the author, but to the word of God. While the authors were fallible, while the authors, hallelujah, may have made mistakes, what they were writing was infallible, hallelujah. The man that was writing was subject to error, but what he was writing and who he was writing for, there is no error, there is no failure, in God. There's no shadow of turning within him. Hallelujah. It is of the Lord's compassions. Hallelujah. Of the Lord's mercy, I should say, that I have not been consumed. His compassions fail if not yet they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Who told Jeremiah to write that? God breathed on him and inspired him to write. Jeremiah had failure, but there's no failure in the word of God. God breathed into their minds. Hashama. God breathed into their thoughts His infallible word. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. So that what they wrote was the inherent, the inerrant, I'm sorry, what they wrote was the inerrant word of God. He breathed on them. So how did He tell them? How did God tell uh, a human author, how does he tell a human being uh, what to write? How did he tell them what to write down? It wasn't it wasn't by mechanical dictation. Hallelujah. we're dealing with that internal uh, that internal evidence of God's authority or the word of God being authoritative, uh, but let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Old Testament and New Testament, they were moved by the Spirit of God. Yes, so let's talk about it because you have human authors who were moved or who are brought along. They were, they were carried to a destination intended by God. Much like when John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Or Paul says, I was in, he took me to the third heavens. God breathed on him. God dealt with him. He dealt with different men in different ways. Hallelujah. And told them what to write. How do you think Genesis got wrote? He moved on Moses, breathed in his mind, showed him what to write. He uses various ways uh, to communicate his word. Let's go to Exodus, Exodus. I'm sorry. Exodus chapter 34, verses 27. Verse 27. And the Lord said unto Moses, write thou these words. For after the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. So the Moses, he spoke to, the Bible says he spoke to him like uh, face to face. He said, write write down, sit down and write what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Jeremiah had a different experience. I'll take you to Jeremiah 1 and 2. Uh, He says, To whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Hosea, I'm sorry, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. So he said, All of a sudden, the word of the Lord, he just started talking to me, just speaking to me. The word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came. I'll take you to Hosea uh, chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Bere. In the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. He deals with different men, different ways. Hallelujah. And instructs them and shows them what to do. Daniel received his word in visions. Uh, Let's go to Daniel chapter 2, verse 1. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep brake from him. Same book, Daniel chapter 7 verse 1 in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon. Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote, Daniel had a dream and visions in his head upon his bed and then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters so he didn't just write it of himself these men didn't just get him say i think i'll just write so and so and so and make up so and so." no god moved on them (sighs) according to the scripture he breathed upon their minds spoke to them he dealt with different men different ways hallelujah but the word was recorded Therefore, the scriptures are the very expression of God. But we read in this book, Lord, we should spend more time in it. More time in his word. I always say, get into his word so his word can get into us. Even in the 119th Psalm, I think it's the 11th verse. It says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, So. The scriptures are the expression of God and must be absolutely authoritative. They are authoritative and absolutely perfect because God is perfect and this is God's word. So it should be as absolutely authoritative and absolutely perfect as God is. There's no failure in his word. His word is absolutely authoritative. There's only one God, one Lord. Above all, he is the creator of all. And he has given us word. And his word is authoritative. This is the word of God. And it is perfect. His will is here. And his will is good. Hallelujah. It is acceptable. And it is perfect. Hallelujah. His word is infallible. His word is infallible. So let's talk about uh, the extent of inspiration. All scripture, all scripture, all scripture was given by God, all scripture. God directed so that all the words that were used were equally inspired by God. From the first word in Genesis to the last word in Revelation, These are God's words It's full of God's word Hallelujah Hoshama My God It's it's not It is not just God's word When it speaks to you or to me But uh, it is God's word Period After we leave this earth It'll still be God's word It was God's word before I was born It's God's Word. Let's go to First, uh, First Timothy, chapter five, verse eighteen. For the Scripture saith, "Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn." And the laborer is worthy of his hire. Uh, this scripture that I just read is just as authoritative. Uh, and powerful. is all God's word. God inspired. It's his word. If I take you to Luke 10 and 7, and in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. Hallelujah. Same authority, uh, same, in, and I don't have time to get into the context I'm reading to show you that no matter where you start reading in the Bible, it's God's word. Same level of authority, same level of life-giving power. Uh, Deuteronomy 25 and 4, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox when it treadeth out the corn. I will say in Deuteronomy um, that it, and in the New Testament scripture where it talks about that, it's talking about the person that brings you the word. Uh, and just like you wouldn't uh, disqualify or not allow the ox to eat while he's working, Hallelujah, the man of God should not be cut off from being blessed because he's working. Um, so it is the same, whether you're in Old or New Testament, it is the same authority, same move, same God. Hallelujah. Listen, uh, 2 Peter, again, uh, I'll take you to chapter three, verses 15 and 16, an account that the long suffering of our God is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also according to the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own Destruction. That's Peter talking about the things that Paul had written. Uh, he's saying this. This man, the Holy Ghost is taking him to places. Uh, it's it's hard to understand. You got to sit down and study it for a while, uh, and read it. Uh, it. It. The Lord has taken him into depths and caused him to write these things. Uh, it is difficult, uh, but listen to what he says. He says, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Talking about those who will read but won't take the time to get the understanding of what they are reading. Uh, This is why we have to take time in studying and meditating on it so we don't walk away in ignorance. Lord, show me. Show me. I'm, I'm reading it. Speak to me. Hallelujah. Speak to my spirit. Help me to understand your word. I need your word in me. Hallelujah. I need your word in me. Hallelujah. My God. So we're going to push further and understand also um, that there is a consistent internal testimony concerning the word of God. A consistent internal testimony of the Word of God. Uh, and that testimony consistently in the Word of God is a claim uh, that it's God's Word. Consistently in the Bible, there is a claim that this is God's Word. Consistently, not just once in a while, but there is a consistent claim. When you read the Bible, you'll see it many times that this is God's word. Exodus 20 and 1, and God spoke all these words, and God spake all these words, and God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. This is what God said. I'm saying this because this is what God said said Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently. Talking about the word of God. Teach the word to your children. Talk of your word when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. We read the scripture all the time when we dedicate children to the Lord and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates why because it's God's word I don't want you to forget this is God's word you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord I'm still in Deuteronomy I'm in verse 17 now chapter 6 um, ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he have commanded thee. Hallelujah. Consistent claim in God's word, in the Bible, that this is God's word. Second Samuel 22 and 31. You'll find these words. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. 2 Samuel 23 and 2. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me. (sighs) According to that scripture we read earlier, he breathed. He said, the spirit of the Lord spake by me and his word was in my tongue. I'm speaking this because the Lord is telling me to say what I'm saying. Psalms 19, seven through 11, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Mm -hmm. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, uh, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Talking about the word of God. Moreover by them is thy servant warned. By the word of God, and in keeping of them, there is great reward. There is a reward for taking God at His word. There are many more scriptures. My God, I don't want to hold you too long, but I, I many scriptures in Proverbs, Isaiah, Mark, Revelation. Let's go to Revelation. Uh, Revelation. We're at the end of the book. Hallelujah chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. <laughs> My God, who bear record of the word of God, and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So don't just read it. Don't just read what I'm saying. Don't just read what I've written. Hallelujah, do it. James said, don't just be hearers of the word, but do what the word is telling you. To do. Hallelujah. Put in the comment section. I'm going to do what the word is telling me to do. Put word of God so people know what word you're following. Not of man, but of God. I'm going to do what the word of God tells me to do. Hallelujah. So there's a consistent internal testimony in this book that this is God's word. There's many more scriptures. I can read, but I don't want to hold you too much longer. Uh, In this book is also the testimony of Christ, testimony of Jesus. Yes, and it's not just in the New Testament, but there is a testimony of Jesus even in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Uh, Matthew 5 and 18 For verily I say unto you Till heaven and earth pass One jot or one tittle Shall in no wise pass from the law Till all be fulfilled That's Jesus talking He's talking about the law Not one jot or tittle Hallelujah Shall in no wise pass from the law Until all be fulfilled And what is Jesus referring to? Well I'm here to fulfill the law I've come in the volume of the book. Yes. John 10 and 35. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. I can teach a, a lesson from there. Right from there. The scripture cannot be broken. Broken. What is he talking about? Uh talking about the scriptures cannot be broken as far as what the scriptures are, are doing. And and I've come to fulfill the scriptures. They were rejecting Jesus. And he said, I'm I've come to fulfill the word of God, fulfill the law. I wish I had time to dig into this the way that I want to. He came in fulfillment of the old testament. Matthew chapter 1 verses 22 and 23 I'll let the Bible I'll let the word of God explain it does much better job Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets Hallelujah saying Behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth the son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us you got to love this book. It's the word of God, Matthew 4 and 14, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet, saying, saying the Lord, I'm here to fulfill those things. I'm what the prophets were talking about. I am he, hallelujah, Matthew 8 and 17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. You remember what the prophet said, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Matthew 12 and 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet Hallelujah. Saying, behold, my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, and whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. So uh, he came in fulfillment of the Old Testament. Came in fulfillment of the Old Testament. I won't read every scripture because I don't want to keep you too long, uh, but in the book of Psalms, 110 verse one, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool, hallelujah. So now I'll take you to Matthew chapter 22, verses 43 and 44, he saith unto him, how then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying the Lord shall, Sorry, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. David was singing a messianic song, wrote prophetically, hallelujah, concerning the Messiah. And Jesus is coming and saying, I am he, I'm the one David sang about. I'm the one Isaiah prophesied about. I'm the one the prophets told you would come with healing in his wings. I'm the one. So uh, he quoted from Old Testament in every important section of the New Testament, often from books that are mostly disputed by, uh, I'll call them liberals. Some may say atheists, hallelujah, but I, I, I won't call someone who's in the church an atheist, although some people in church act like they don't believe there is a God. Uh, but uh, there are many books in the Bible that are disputed, even by theologians. Hallelujah! But all of these books in the Old Testament are pointing to Jesus in the New Testament. Listen to my notes. It is impossible to question inspiration of Old Testament without questioning the character and veracity of Jesus. Uh, you, you, if you, if you're questioning the Old Testament, then you have to, then. You, you, you can't do that without questioning the character of Christ. He came to fulfill uh, the law. He came in the volume of the book. Uh, my God, listen to my notes. Um, and I, I know when we read the Bible to some who are questioning the word, who doubt the word, what you are doing, you are, you are questioning the trustworthiness of Jesus, of God. Uh, But he says, listen to what Jesus said in the word. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, I am the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. It's in here. I am the truth. He did not, he never accommodated himself to the misconceptions of his age. Meaning he did not allow uh, the murmuring and the questioning not even the laughing or scoffing. He didn't accommodate it. He didn't fall into it, uh, those misconceptions of his time. And we shouldn't allow it in our day. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. I know many people criticize it. They are critics uh, in and out of the church. But this, I'm going to take God at his word. There's power in his word. Healing in his word. I need his word. His word has become more necessary to us than our food. Hallelujah. So let's talk about Jesus in the New Testament because uh, Jesus pre- predicted or he, he he gave way to the fact that what I'm doing uh, and what I'm saying is going to be written down. Uh, so in essence, I can say he actually predicted the writing of a New Testament. Uh, John 14 and 25 um, 14 and 25, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Let's take it to chapter 15 of John, verses 26 and 27. But when the Comforter has come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Matthew sixteen, twelve. I have yet many things to say unto you, but cannot bear them now. But ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. So the Holy Ghost uh, would do for the human writers of the New Testament what he did for the human writers of the Old Testament. Same spirit, same Holy Ghost, same God. All scripture is given by inspiration. All scripture was breathed on them. And it was recorded and given unto us, this is the word of God. So the testimony of Jesus regarding the Bible is really determinative. If we believe, if we believe, if we believe that he is God and sinless, if we believe that he is the truth, then we have to accept his evaluation of scripture as being accurate. This is accurate, there's no mistakes. This is the word of God. This is the word of God and there's power in the scriptures. There's power, Hayaboshama, there's power, In the word of God I'm trying to hasten on Because again I don't want to keep you too long So we're going to dig a little deeper Into biblical authority Uh, Biblical authority And I'll define it for you The, the, The divinely derived power Of the written word of God To communicate the character So the word of God Communicates the character And will of God With certainty And Assurance. So it's a little revamp here. The scriptures are authoritative because God breathed the word. That word inspired means God breathed the word. Number two, uh, these words were written by chosen men who were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord took them to a place. Started. There's no way that Moses could have wrote all of that. He wasn't there when God created the heavens and the earth. But God said, sit down and write it. I want to tell you. John wasn't there in the beginning. He said, in the beginning was God. Listen, these words were attested to by the Lord Jesus Christ. These words were attested to by the Lord Jesus Christ. By the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, these words are the word employed by the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna give you scripture now, Ephesians 6, 17. Mm -hmm. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm -hmm. The scriptures is a sword. What do I need a sword for? To defend against what, the wiles of the enemy? even against my own flesh. The word of God, Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and sharper. I'm sorry. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. And all the claims in the Bible are fully vindicated, whether it's happened already or whether it's getting ready to happen. And I want to say to those of you who doubt, hallelujah, if things that the word says have already happened, what's stopping what hasn't happened from happening? It's just not time yet but just like the word says, it will come to pass. So let's reread 2 Timothy, the third chapter. I'm gonna read it in a different translation. The third chapter verses 16 and 17. Listen, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching the faith and correcting error for resetting the direction of a woman's life And training her in good living. I'll go back and say it in another way. For resetting the direction of a man's life. So whether you're male or female. You could put it like this. Or resetting the direction of a teenager's life. I can back up and say whoever you are. Whatever you are. Wherever you live. Whatever whatever your occupation is. The word of God can reset the direction of your life and train you in good living. Haya, living according to the will and purpose of God is all in this book. The scriptures are the comprehensive equipment of any man of God, any person or child of God. And it will fit you fully for all branches of God's work. That's his word. That's his word. I'm going to stop there. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop there. And I'll I'll, I'll just close out with this. Um, The word of God is authoritative. Thus saith the Lord. The word of God is prophetic. Hallelujah. It was not written by, hallelujah, by a man, but it was written by, God God used man to record it, but it's God's word. The word of God is authentic. Hallelujah. And if, if you don't want to believe it, shame on you. But it's God's word. And the word of God is dynamic. It is powerful. Hallelujah. The word of God is transforming. Hallelujah. I have more to say, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there. I don't want to hold you too much longer. Uh, But uh, the Word of God is is powerful. The Word of God is transforming. The Word of God, hallelujah. There's miracle-working power in His Word. There is quickening power in His Word. Stay in His Word. Hallelujah. Stay in God's Word. So his word will stay into you. Let his word manifest in your life. Let the promises of his word manifest uh, in your life. And whatever you do, don't change or alter anything. Just take him at his word. Don't try to switch anything to make yourself feel comfortable. Take God at his word. Father, we thank you tonight for this lesson and we ask that you would continue to bless us and keep us. Lord, even give us a greater desire to go into your word. There's so many distractions, so many things pulling us away. But help us, Lord, to be determined. To stay in your word. We need your word. Help us even in our personal devotional time. To get deeper into your word. And those who have not been taking time. I pray that they'll be inspired. To get into your word. Those who have neglected your word. Hallelujah. I pray God. That they'll be inspired to come back to your word. We need your word in our lives. In our minds. In our spirits. We need you Lord. I pray a special blessing upon every person. That connected with me this evening bless every home bless every individual in jesus name amen the lord bless you tonight i don't want to keep you too much longer but the lord bless you tonight and um, if you have a special prayer request send that to admin at grtdc.org and um, someone from my staff or even myself we will respond you want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Let us know. We'll make sure it happens for you. Send us that request. Admin at grtdc.org. And if you'd like to plant a seed in this ministry, even want to pay your tithes, a technician will put that on the screen. Follow those instructions, won't you? And those of you who are uh, from our sister church, Refuge Temple annex those of you in that area, in the New York area, in the Bronx, you may use givelify. Father, bless those who plant seed on tonight. Hallelujah. Supply their needs, I pray. They're giving by faith and trusting your word. Do it for them, Father, as we give. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you is my prayer. And you know I always say it. We're praying that you'll be able to be with us on next week if it's God's will, but until then, be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom. Shalom.